Hello, comadres. <laughs> Welcome to the Miranda Rights Podcast. I'm Crystal. I'm Vanessa. We have the right to remain silent. But we probably won't. Probably not. Absolutely not. <laughs> we have a guest. <laughs> we have a guest. I didn't want to interrupt that. So <laughs> no, <laughs> never. Just interrupt. <laughs> we have a guest. I'm Paul. This is Compa. Compa. Paul. <laughs> 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 And he is a guest, very special guest. Mm-hmm. I've lived here just for this. Best. Just for this. Mm-hmm. Just for cool. Thanks for covering all the expenses on that. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> putting me up in the finest. Absolutely. Finest accommodations available. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> My publishers will uh, make sure you get your receipts on that. Thank you. So, Paul is a former podcaster. Did a little bit. Mm-hmm. 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 You want to talk about that? <laughs> a wonderful. Um, well, no. I mean, I just, I've always been a true crime fan. And, um, yeah, I mean, I guess I, I guess I should say, I mean, I got you started on uh, Apple Podcasts, at least. I yeah, you I, did. I, I can take credit for that. Yeah, you yeah. can. <laughs> yes, I, I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. I was so, so dumb. Uh, I saw I'm dumb, but well, I'm lower than that because <laughs> I have no idea what the hell. You I'm have doing. an iPhone too. You don't even have an excuse. Absolutely you not. Know, you should know everything Apple. I do have, and I also have an iPad, but I don't know what to do with it. So disappointing. <laughs> We're dumbasses. Whatever. <sighs> okay, so what is your story about today? Oh, you're not gonna do the. So, so how was your week? Oh yeah. How was your week? How was your week, Mohair? It was amazing. <laughs> was it? I figured out with this new treat that I'm eating right now, which oh, yeah. is basil leaves and watermelon mm-hmm. with tahini on it, which is freaking amazing. And the basil is from my garden right outside my front door. And I only have basil in it there because mm. nothing else will stay alive. <laughs> it is hot here. Did you grow the watermelon? I absolutely did not grow oh. watermelon. I got from Sam's Club. <laughs> <laughs> Sam grew the watermelon. Mm-hmm. I love Sam's Club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so if you hear me chomping over here, that's what it is. Mohan's eating watermelon and basil with that's tahin. Mm-hmm. Covered in tahin. Mm-hmm. I can't stand tahin. I like it. Oh, it's uh, good. Mm-hmm. You guys are disgusting. Total Mexi. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Especially on watermelon. I'm a fake Mexican. <laughs> I am. I, I know. She don't even like spicy. I love I hate spicy, spicy stuff. Oh, my God. I'll die. I'll be like, ah, I need mm. water, milk, something. <laughs> I like spicy things. How was your week? My week is good. I, um... We have an interruption. Go ahead. Good. <laughs> <laughs> no, my week is good. Um, just on break from work right now. Mm-hmm. So... Been uh, been on the road for work and came here and decided to do some research while I was on the flight okay. <laughs> um, and get my notes ready for today. So mm-hmm. that was that was that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's been a good week though. Nice. I'm glad you guys had a good week. <laughs> How was yours? <laughs> it was, you know. Okay. It was it was shitty. Oh. Awesome. Yeah. Well, well, two for three ain't bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I they mean, say. Oh. I'm glad you guys had a good week, though. 
Yeah, well, you know what they say. It's going to get worse before it gets a whole lot better. Yeah. <laughs> well, fuck, man. When is it going to get better right. for me? Well, I was going to say, I don't know if I can make it any better talking about this guy. but I want to hear about this guy. You're this, really this, know us. I'm not. I, I cannot see anything. I'm blind. Okay, fine. Completely blind. But this is going to be a good week. This is going to be a good week. And this will make me feel better to right. talk about true crime and a serial killer. Right. Well, so one of the serial killers that I like, I mean, I, I can't say that I like him. You like him? But like, I, fi- I find that his story is rather uh, overlooked, I feel, by a, by a lot of people. Okay. And they're not familiar with him and should be. Okay. Um, is the story of Bob Berdella. Ooh. Okay. Also known as the Kansas City Butcher. Mm. Ever, ever heard of him? I haven't. I, I have not heard of him. No, okay. I have not heard of him. So, <clears throat> he was an active killer from 1984 to 1987, um, obviously in Kansas City, Missouri. So, for three years, he was? Uh, three, uh, well, four years. 84 four. through 87. Oh. So, you, you, can, yes. you count I, 84. Yeah, I can't. Okay, okay. I, I can't do math. <laughs> obviously, I'm a dumbass. But. Um, <laughs> they, but he had six confirmed victims. Okay. Um, but they believe that there was more, but... They don't really know for sure. And he was really only convicted on one count of murder. Yeah. So, there, do you like him the way that I like uh, the Green River Killer and kinda, Dahmer? Yeah, kind of. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm always a fan of Dahmer. I have my Jeffrey Dahmer shirt. I know, too. I love her Jeffrey Dahmer <laughs> I'm so jealous of it. I, so, want, I want a Jeffrey Dahmer shirt. Who doesn't want a Jeffrey Dahmer shirt? I know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Bob was... Very typical. He was definitely very much like Ted Bundy. He had a type. He killed only young men aged 18 to 21. So very, mm, very, very specific. They were all white. They were all fair-haired men, too. Oh. So, like, he was very specific, just like Ted Bundy. Like, Ted Bundy had a type. I know he did. And Bob Berdella also had a type. He was basically an art school dropout. Mm-hmm. And with what I like to call a very prominent child predator style mustache, mm-hmm. it's a very bushy, kind of a Saddam Hussein kind of. <laughs> Are you like, saying Saddam Hussein was a child predator? He, I mean, he could have been. <laughs> I mean, if I, I wouldn't doubt it. Oh my this god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bad. Bad. Um, but he did have. Kind of a reputation amongst kind of the fringe society at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, people kind of, like, a lot of the young, like, the younger male sex workers in Kansas City kind of knew who Bob was. Mm-hmm. Um, because the they knew that he, workers. yes, the male sex workers. Um, like because they knew that he w- was, like, very fond of, like, tying people up. He yes. was known to, like, inject people with drugs. Oh, what kind um, of drugs? Well, what kind of drugs? sounds like not, I know. <laughs> not the greatest ones. Actually, he got most of his drugs through veterinary supplies. Was he a vet? No. But he had two chow-chow dogs and had a lot of, and, like, made contacts through, like, veterinarian services. Oh, my gosh. And so he'd get his hands on, like, ketamine and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, he yeah. sounds sadistic. So, <clears throat> Bob was also a little bit unique because of the fact that all of his victims were known to him. Like, he didn't really kill too many strangers or anything like that. He didn't just... There was really only one victim where it was just kind of a random pickup. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, most of the people, he knew them. Like, they were either associates 
associates of his through work or just acquaintances and things like that from like people staying at his house. Wow. And yeah, well, I'll get into that. Okay. I'll get into that too. Um, but he ran, he was actually a shop owner at a local flea market. Mm-hmm. He had a shop called Bob's Bazaar Bazaar. That shit so, sounds motherfucking bizarre. Bizarre as in... Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like a circus. I'm bizarre like, as in like a market. Mm-hmm. And then bizarre as in weird. So that oh. shit sounds motherfucking So bizarre, bizarre. Bizarre, bizarre. Wizard. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I know uh, what you mean. Yeah, exactly. I so didn't bizarre. know what that bizarre <laughs> meant. A shop. Yeah, like B-A-Z-A-A-R. Oh. It's like another term for like a market area or shop or something like that. That's how dumb I am. But he uh, he was no, also known to take his time with his victims. He wasn't really like a... It was all about the process for him. He was okay. a process killer. He wasn't like... He wasn't like... A, you know, he didn't get gratification from killing. Killing was just part of the process for him. Okay. It was all about torture and things like that leading up to the killings. And one of his victims, he actually kept her up to six weeks. Oh, oh my God. Dang. He was also a huge fan of documentation. He kept very detailed notes. Wow. He didn't, they weren't organized. Because um, like when I think of it, I like, think of the, like the movie Seven with the guy with all the notebooks. Mm-hmm. Like all like yeah. super small. He wasn't like that. He was not that organized. Mm-hmm. He mostly just like scribbled notes on like random things yeah. and like shoved them all into like folders and stuff like that. But he... He kept notes about everything that he did to people and everything that worked and everything that didn't work and took a lot of Polaroids too. Oh my during god! During the entire process. Do we have yeah. Polaroids? Um, I sent you a few of I them know you actually. Did. <laughs> <laughs> I was just hoping you would say yes. I do. Yes. I sent you a few of the uh, po- did, Polaroid pictures of uh, some of his victims. Uh-huh. I sent them to you too. Mm-hmm. Did you see them? You saw them? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How's that watermelon and uh, basil? <laughs> Oh my God, I'm just licking my trunk. <laughs> <laughs> so um, but yeah, so Bob, he was actually featured on Geraldo Rivera's show after he was oh, caught. Um, because that was, because of the time frame, like this is late 80s and he was like caught like right around like 1990 and things like that. Oh. So that was also during the satanic panic mm-hmm. going through America. Yep, and so Geraldo Rivera featured the Bob Berdella's story on his show exposing the Satanist underground because they believe a lot of people rumored that Bob Berdella was a Satanist. Was he? No, not really. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of weird things in his shop. Like what? Like daggers and cloaks. And he had like 20 some books about like Satanism and witchcraft and things like that, but it wasn't really something that he was into. Was into necessarily, but other people it was were. weird stuff and he liked weird stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but Bob specifically said he's not a monster but he was a instead he was a neighbor who did some monstrous things that's how he described that's his fucking name (laughs) (laughs) he also said that he he when he was asked specifically if he was a satanist he said he's never exercised anyone and that he didn't even like aerobics i don't get it (laughs) he didn't exercise Okay. Didn't even like aerobics. That like, was, you know, when you ex- that was when literally you- a quote from Bob. Wow. 
Um, that he didn't like a rock. So like you know the exorcist, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, got it. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't exercising anybody. Yeah. Because he didn't even like aerobics. Yeah. <laughs> she just still doesn't yeah. get it. That was his. That was his horrible joke. Um, and after he was caught, like even in prison, he actually blamed the police department for pe- so many people dying because they didn't catch him soon enough. I was just gonna say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, yep. what a weirdo. And and actually looking into like in that area in general where he operated in Kansas City, there were. From 1984 to 1988, over 47 young gay men from Kansas City went missing. Oh, shit. And so there's, I mean, it's very likely that some of them ended up at Bob's house that nobody, that nobody knew about, that he was never, like, nobody ever found out that they were there, that he never got caught for. So, like I said, he had six victims that we know of, but there definitely could have been more. Wow. Bob was originally from Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. He was born in 1949. And unlike a lot of other like serial killers, especially like John Wayne Gacy um, and some of those other ones, like Bob came from a pretty decent home, actually. He wasn't abused. He was not known to like abuse and mutilate animals. He didn't suffer any head trauma. He like was a pretty normal kid. He was very withdrawn, people said. So this is like kind of like nature versus nurture like people a little bit and and even later in life even he said like he had no idea what made him a serial killer that's what i'm saying like a lot of people blame it on the like on their upbringing and Mm -hmm. stuff and it doesn't i don't think that's what it is i just think that you either birth a serial killer or you don't i think a lot i mean well there's a lot of other factors i think that go into it and like especially the you know like the facts behind like frontal lobe damage as a young child like Mm -hmm. and the impact that that can have Later in life, I think that does, I mean it definitely has something. You think so? Mm-hmm. I think so. But he didn't have frontal lobe shit. He didn't have anything like that. <laughs> he didn't have frontal lobe shit. No, he didn't have any frontal lobe shit. <laughs> he didn't have that so, frontal lobe shit. No, he was mostly <laughs> just he was kind of a nerdy kid. He um, he had thick glasses when he was a kid. He was a loner. A lot of people have said that they assumed that his mom was his best friend. Um, so he's mama's boy. His dad didn't really care for him because he wasn't into sports. He didn't like yeah, sports at all. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Just like Ed Gein. You Ed know? Gein. Oh my God. Maybe not that quite much of a mama's boy. Oh my God. But, yeah. uh, that is a horrible mama's <laughs> boy. But he was more into, like, instead of sports, he was more into, like, coin collecting. Yeah, and that's stamp co- shit. stamp collecting. <laughs> <laughs> you do that for uh, shit. <laughs> he also had a lot of uh, pen pals. Me? No, I don't. No, I don't do that shit. Don't do that pussy ass shit. Even if he did, he's not gonna say it now. Cause you're all pussy yeah, we're talking about Bob Rodella. Yeah, I did the same shit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all good. Okay. <laughs> but so he was also raised in, a, in his family that when he was growing up was Catholic, um, and he said that everything changed for him when he saw the movie called The Collector. I believe... I, I'd have to double check. The Bone pretty, Collector? No, just The Collector. I believe it came out in 1973. Oh, okay. Um, so Is it's that an older... remake? No, okay. I don't think so. Was that movie about collecting motherfucking coins? <laughs> no, actually, it was not. It was about a young man who actually captures a woman Ooh. and keeps her locked in his basement with the hopes that she'll learn to fall in love with him yeah. and eventually she gets sick and dies. And that's oh. literally the movie. Oh, shit. And so he saw this in 1973, so that means he was 14? 
the time? No, 24. Uh-huh. So anyway, but he said, yeah, whatever. Um, no, he would have been 24. So. <laughs> but he said that changed everything for him. Oh, really? Was that movie. Yeah, so it's kind of a weird thing to like, kind of be a turning point in one's life to watch a movie like that. But he said it switched something on and he was changed forever. I can actually um, relate to that because I remember the first time I watched the first, I think what got me into true crime, aside from probably the books that we read at Nana's house, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think what it was for me was Silence of the Lambs when that movie came out. Right. I watched that movie and I was like, oh, I want to do that. I want to catch serial killers, but I never did. I just started the podcast. So I didn't, I didn't see Silence of the Lambs when I was young. Like I actually didn't oh, see it yeah. until I was older. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you weren't demented. Like <laughs> I was at. I, no, I was watching like Predator and shit. Oh, okay, you weren't about J- that life. Jason, <laughs> Jason goes to hell. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh yeah, like, those that's two. Like, yeah. That was, yeah that, so like my my childhood was more like monsters and shit. Right. Yeah, we we did that too, but we did Stoker's <laughs> too. <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. Mm. And then, <laughs> um, so, well, so a little bit more about like Bob's background. His dad died of a heart attack. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, he suffered a heart attack on Christmas Eve, 1969, mm-hmm. and then died a couple days later. It seemed to have a pretty big effect on him. The bigger impact was actually the fact that his mom got remarried pretty shortly after his dad died, and he hated his stepdad. Wait, what happened? When did his dad die? His dad died as a result of a heart attack on Christmas Eve, himself later in life but he did report when he was a teenager about 16 years old working at a restaurant that he was actually raped by one of his co-workers <gasps> was it a girl from the restaurant no it was no. not a girl Ooh. girls can rape guys too you know I'm, I'm aware of that <laughs> I've seen uh, horrible bosses oh my god I <laughs> love he's in, a, he's in a coma I love that movie <laughs> I love it <laughs> uh, <anyway>. so <laughs> Well, so after high school, Bob actually enrolled in art school in Kansas City. Hmm. So that was when he moved to Kansas City. 
he got accepted actually as a partial scholarship um, mm. to get into art school. But the odd thing was, is like, because this is like late sixties, he actually found like the whole hippie movement and like the free, you oh, know, free love yeah. and peace, not war, all this. He found those people really annoying. What? He did not like them at all. Oh my God. He, I would have died. To, I want to live in that area <laughs> so bad. And he actually didn't even really do drugs much at all, but he was very good at dealing drugs. Oh. He sold like meth, like methamphetamines. He sold weed. He sold... Um, LSD, things like that. He actually got busted for possession and dealing a couple times, but the, nobody, like, it didn't really seem like he was ever a big user when it came to drugs, but he was just pretty good at dealing drugs and made money that way. I heard he make pretty good money that way. That's what I've heard. Well, that's probably good for him. I mean, he's an entrepreneur. He's exactly. an entrepreneur. Because you know? he didn't do his product. Right? Well, at least listen. he wasn't a starving artist. Right? Yeah, right. You listen. Know? He's an art school. He can make money. Whatever you got to do to support yourself, I'm exactly. all for it. Yeah. <laughs> as long as no it's judgment. not pedophilia. Or anything related to. <laughs> <laughs> so, but he didn't really have very many friends in college either. Because most people found him pretentious, annoying, self-centered, and he was also an art student. So, I mean, there's that. He got into doing some very odd art projects in college. Like, he started out, like, pretty basic, like, art student stuff. But then, like, he started doing more, like expressionist art and he started getting like art projects and stuff and they kind of gave some indications as to what he would be like later on uh, one of his art projects that he did was he built a maze and at the beginning of the maze he would give a person entering it a baby chick a little baby chicken mm-hmm. and they would go through the maze with their little baby chick in their hands at the end was a video playing on a TV screen and on the TV screen was another baby chick just sitting there. Mm-hmm. And then they would be standing there watching that with a little baby chick in their hands, watching a little baby chick on the TV screen. And then all of a sudden from off camera, a shotgun would go off and blast the little baby chick away. And Bob would be sitting there watching it because when that happened and that sudden shotgun blast, mm-hmm. a lot of people would instinctively, like just without even realizing it, would squeeze their hands together yeah. in reaction to it mm. and either hurt or kill the baby chick that they had in their hands. Sick. And he'd be sitting there watching this at the end of the maze. And getting all horny fucking watching Probably. <laughs> probably <laughs> totally getting off on it. Horny. Oh, like, yeah, it's fucked up. So, I mean, it's just weird. I mean, that's very um, creative. That's a, it's, I mean, a, it's a very creative thing, yes, right. but, I mean, creativity <laughs> not, can be horrible. No, yeah, and, no, and I'm not, I mean, I love animals, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, like, that's kind of impressive, a little impressive, because I would ne- have never thought to have done something like that. I mean, You're also not a serial killer. Exactly. <laughs> you, know, you also haven't killed a half well, a dozen young gay men. How do you know? I well, might have. Not gay men, but, I mean, I might have killed somebody. Well, uh, <laughs> but... So that was, one of his, that was one of his art projects. Okay. Um, another one of his art, art projects was he brought a live duck to campus one day to school with him. Uh-huh. Went to one of the courtyards and chopped the head off the duck. <gasps> and then started dancing around the like bloody mess that the duck, you know, because the duck was obviously bleeding out in the middle of the courtyard. And he, would, and he started like dancing around it yelling nonsense. 
okay. as one of his art projects. And oh so this was college age, not yeah, early college age. age. Okay. Yep. Okay. So the school they, wasn't really impressed by his art projects. Uh -huh. Needless to say, he didn't last very long. He only lasted for about two years. But he stayed in Kansas City um, after dropping out of art school. He was able to purchase a home with a deposit of $100. What? <laughs> it was the 70s. Um, but he moved into a home in Kansas City, and that's where he stayed. And that's where he lived. And that was the same home where he would go on to torture and kill his victims. Wow. In the 80s. Scottsdale. <laughs> <clears throat> um, after after art school, he found work in different restaurants, um, doing you know cooks, you know cooking things like that. But a lot of his I mean coworkers and things like that didn't like him there at the restaurants either. He was known to say a lot of like rude and crude things to people just to shock them, like, just to say. I don't have any examples of what he said, but they said he would just be very rude on purpose, just to like get people to react to him. Okay. Um, and this is also the time where he started collecting more things because he had the he already had the coins and the stamps. Mm -hmm. So now he started collecting like odd things and very macabre items and shrunken heads and antiques and things like that. And this was also the same time where he started living his life as an openly gay man. Oh. So he came out mm -hmm. and just said, "Hey, you know, mm -hmm. I'm I'm open about it." And that's it. And so he was also a hoarder because he collected all this random. Very shit. much a hoarder. Okay. And in fact, they talked about his house later on, like when they found, like when they searched his house, mm -hmm. and he would have newspapers piled up, bags full of magazines. Oh, he right. had his two giant dogs, and there was Feces. dog dog poop in the house. Oh my god! Gar just plain old garbage in the house, and. <clears throat> Just all sorts of nasty stuff in the house. And all of his antiques and collectibles and things like that that he was collecting at the same time, too. And yet, he because... got that from all these people, guys. <laughs> yeah, Damn. of course he did. I'm going to jump off the... He had people coming to live with him. What? He had people wanting to live with him? Yeah, I'll talk about it. Okay. okay. Uh, so, but, <laughs> so this actually... So in 1981, after he'd been collecting and things like that for a while, he actually opened up a shop at the local flea market called Bob's Bazaar Bazaar. Okay. And we already talked about the whole bazaar bazaar. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So that was where he started his shop. He had, and one of the things he had about a lot of times was human skulls that he was selling. What? And oh my God, I just got the chills. When he was arrested later on, people were like, oh my God, I bought a skull from Bob. What if it was a real skull? Oh my God. And, well, and so they it? went back and checked everybody that brought skulls to the police department. They were all fake. Well, Except oh. for one. That was extremely old and could not have been one of his victims. Oh. But he mostly sold fake ones. So it's all good. Oh. I mean... Sick. I mean, those certificates of authenticity he was giving out were probably no good. But, I mean... Because I'm sure he had those. Why, yeah. why would he... Right? Because he's a legit businessman. Jesus. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so, but he wasn't really, like, making tons of money over at the Bazaar Bazaar. Mm -hmm. So that's when he started renting out rooms in his house. Oh, my God. And he would rent out rooms to mostly, well, specifically to a lot of young men, guys that were in trouble with the law, mm -hmm. um, drifters, mm -hmm. 
you know, just young uh, male sex workers, things like that, that needed a place to stay. Wow. He would rent his rooms out to these guys. Mm-hmm. And his neighbors actually thought that, like, commended him for that, like, trying to help these young men. Wow. You know, like that Bob guy, you know, he's a little weird, but at least he's trying to help. Right. Some of the, <laughs> but in some actuality, of the young men. it was seeking out the less fortunate <laughs> mm-hmm. as victims. Yeah, you know, the ones that nobody are going to miss. Yeah, nobody yeah. was going to look for them because that was what they would do normally. Exactly. So that he. Insane. And that was kind of his thing, is actually he would a lot of times exchange rent. Instead of collecting rent from them, like they would do work around the house. Okay. Or, you know, they'd fuck him. Or they'd give up that ass. Yeah. They'd give oh them my. guts. Exactly. Give them guts. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I hate that saying. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. What about you stick it up? What about you stick it up? <laughs> <laughs> Is that better? <laughs> Is that better? <laughs> <laughs> we don't like that term. I don't know. It's just such a weird the word guts. I don't know. <laughs> all right, he was sticking it up. <laughs> So, and then, actually, other tenants of his, okay. you know, these young men that would come and stay, they would actually be in charge of, like, going out to find other young men that wanted to come back and party at the house. So, they were, like, recruiters also. Uh-huh. Oh, like that one guy um, in Texas. Was he in Texas? Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't remember his name. Love of Texas. <clears throat> it wasn't Love of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> was lo- but he, I don't know. Anyway, he had this these younger guys recruiting other. I, was say, I don't know kids. if he was in Texas, but Dean Coral is one that's like he did the exact same thing. Like he was very much into like Where's finding Dean Coral. Uh, and he was sometimes called the Candyman. That's who it was. That's who it was. That's yeah, the one. he had like. Did you do that? One? He spe- no, but okay. he specifically had like two like two guys like recruiting yes, that guy. kids to come and yes. like come to him mm-hmm. and then he'd like tie him up on his big board and yep stuff. that's yeah, the Dean one Dean Coral was yes. very yeah like that was his MO yes um, Bob Berdella did a lot of the same thing he, not quite to that like that extent like that was the only way that Dean Coral really got victims well he sounds like Jepsy but... too because Jepsy did the same thing Jepsy? 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 aka Jeffrey Epstein <laughs> so yeah so Bob so Bob did have some guys that would do that for him too Oh bringing, uh, bringing other guys in by. Uh, but like I said, the neighbors thought Bob was a great guy. And actually, he even started a neighborhood watch program. He was in charge of the neighborhood watch. Huh? What? He started, I know. It gets worse. Like, I'll tell you, like, some of the shit like, later. Like, you just. Okay, so it's, on the it's so frustrating <laughs> the fact that he's, like, such a douche. Okay, so and, on like, the surface. He is helping the less fortunate, yes. giving him a place to stay, and he's neighborhood watch. Uh-huh. Started a whole neighborhood watch. And he had the bizarre bazaar, so he's like, bizarre. I mean, if you need a shrunken head, you go see Bob. Where, where do you get You know, you want, like, heads. a ceremonial dagger, you can go see Bob. Like, I mean... <laughs> Wow, he's just good. a good guy, right? Oh my yeah. god! Just all around, just all around, just all around good guy. You know what? Regular wholesome so, good guy. Yeah. But as it turns out, most of the time, all he was really doing was getting these young men in his house. He would inject them with drugs. He would rape them and then kick them up. Did so they that's know? Mostly what he was doing. Did they know that they were being raped? Yes. How? Did. Well, probably they were all freaking torn did, up down how there. How did they? Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. That's could have been right? one. Could have been one that's indicator. A, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a good indicator. So yeah, they're too much Chipotle. Right in the back door. You know, I'm gonna fucking think some shit went on here. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Some shaky and shit. Yeah, some shaky shit. <laughs> and especially if I don't remember, I mean, come on. You're like, I don't remember doing anything to get me that sword. Yeah. So, but one guy who... (laughs) One guy who lived at the house in 1982 said he actually witnessed about 10 guys coming and going from the house in the same manner. Like, they'd get brought in, they'd be be partying or whatever. He'd usually, like, get them drunk or, like, give them, like, slip them, like, some ketamine or something. Then he would just inject them with drugs and just rape them. And then when they woke up, kick them out. He just... Disregard didn't them? Want, didn't want them there anymore. Just mm-hmm. disregard them? Yep. Like, throw them, like, yeah, I'm done with you. You're yep. trash to me now. Sick. So, but the entire time, like, he was experimenting more. He, and it, the shit was definitely escalating. Like, he got more and more kind of violent and things like that. And it turns out his first murder victim was the son of one of the other flea market stall shop owners. <sighs> Um, oh my god. Yeah. So his the guy's son, his name is Jerry Howell. He had a little bit of a record, like he'd gotten into some trouble and things like that for some like petty theft, getting into fights, and because he knew like him and Bob got to know each other because of the flea market. Mm-hmm. And he started sleeping with Bob. Wait, what? Like, just was kind Bob? of like, just kind of an occasional little thing. Like was Bob it was like an FW. Bob was living as an openly gay man. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, definitely. What? How did he have a son? No, it was the, the, guy, the guy next to him at the oh, flea okay. market. Oh, okay. It was his son. Oh, okay. So he was sleeping with the guy's son. Yes. It was okay. like he was sleeping with Jay. He wasn't sleeping with his own son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's gay. No, no, no. I thought you meant the, the other guy, not Jerry's dad. I thought you were talking about Jerry's dad. No, 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 Jerry's no. Dad. He was. Jerry was the kid of the guy next to him. He was sleeping with Jerry. Yeah, actually, I believe the guy whose name was Paul. Um, who, <laughs> See, owned the, who owned the <laughs> shop next to him at the flea market. So, but he was sleeping with Jerry. Jerry was sleeping with Bob. Okay, yeah. Yes, exactly. So, as it went, Bob claimed that one night Jerry didn't want to have sex. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a big no-no. Yeah, he wasn't into it. He had a headache. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Bob... <laughs> so Bob gave him some Valium. Hmm. Yeah. And some animal tranquilizer, because why not? Because why not? And he raped him, forcibly. Mm-hmm. And that's when he kind of learned, hey, I kind of like that. You know, raping unresponsive young men. So he likes... Yeah. So that, so that Bob, piqued his interest. Yeah, so that was how Bob decided that that's kind of what he was into. Wow. And that's when he also started taking notes. So like, he was taking notes of like, how much Valium did he give him? How much animal tranquilizer did he give to him? No. Um, and, and also he, this was when he started notating like, what sex acts he was performing on his victims and things like that. And he was... So he was known to use kind of like little like shorthand like mm-hmm. notes and stuff like that sometimes. So a lot of his notes would have the letters FF in them. Okay. Uh, which stood for front fuck. Oh, I was going to say favorite fuck. Front, front fuck. Front fuck. Front fuck. Oh. There was BF. Back fuck. Back fuck. <laughs> well, butt fuck. Oh, okay. Butt fuck. And there was also CF. Cooch fuck. Carrot fuck. Carrot fuck? Carrot. Like with an actual carrot. Like with an actual carrot. Sometimes cucumber. Wait, what? And 
you could find, like, there was evidence of, like, which was which. Uh-huh. Um, because he was also taking Polaroids. <gasps> after he was inserting carrots and things like that. Sick. Into, uh, into men. Mm-hmm. What a weirdo. Mm-hmm. So more victims. Mm-hmm. I know. So he, yeah, so he would notate, like, what he was doing. Wow. Exactly how, how he did it. He's took po- some kinky took ass a little, shit. Yep, took a little Polaroid, and like some of the ones, like um, there was the ones I sent you, like actually, like he would take a Polaroid, like with like a hypodermic needle still stuck in them, with oh, like, yeah, animal I saw tranquilizers that one. I and saw stuff. That one. Did you wow. see that one? Then there was other things in those needles too. I'll tell you about. Um, Probably poison. Windex. Not Windex. Vix. No, not Vix. <laughs> no. If it was Vix, it would have made him better. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I woke him up. They would have been like, "I'm here." When you fixed them, they would have been all good. <laughs> You're not tore up anymore. Vix <laughs> <laughs> fixes so, everything. <laughs> but eventually, kind of things got out of hand, and Bob had Jerry tear, not tear, tied up, and. <gasps> He kind of realized that he'd kind of been doing, like, he'd kind of gone too far with, oh. Jer- with Jerry. Well, he only, he had had him already tied up at this point for 28 hours. Oh, my, oh God. my God. And performing sex acts and sodomy and, oh my God. you know, some, some CFN. Yeah. He was in and out or no? He was kind of in and out. He okay. was, I mean, he was passed out some of the times. Uh, but CFN. because of, huh? CFN? CFN? I don't care fucking. I like that motion. (laughs) (laughs) I realized it as I did it that I didn't really need to. Yeah. Like the words itself was probably descriptive enough. It was like pretty Mm -hmm. like the jacket. Yeah, anyway. Like a shake weight. Yeah. Like a shake (laughs) weight. So he realized that he couldn't really let Jerry move. So he So they weren't totally sure if he died of either an overdose of drugs. Oh my god. Or because he was gagged and had a gag in his mouth, um, because of all the drugs, he might have choked on his own vomit. Oh. But either way, Jerry died. Uh. And that's kind of how Bob claims is like he never really tried to kill anybody. They just happened to it die of so drug happened. overdoses or from choking on their own vomit. I guess destiny just took it. Yeah, exactly. It's fate. Whatever. <laughs> so he <laughs> so he had to take care of Jerry, right? So now, because he had this dead guy, um, so he dragged the body downstairs to the basement. He hung Jerry's body upside down from the, one of the rafters in the basement and cut the jugular on him and allowed the blood to drain out of him into a giant bucket. Wow. And, but then he had to go to work. Because the Bizarre Bizarre doesn't just run itself. Absolutely not. <laughs> so, mean, we have so, to be professional business first. He's a, bu- he's a small business owner. I mean, okay, you do what you got to do. Exactly. You put in the hours. Yeah, I mean... As a small okay. business owner. So and, he went to work. Okay, but I respect that. Back up. <laughs> what is a rafter? You know, like those ceiling joists. Yeah, like the floor joists and stuff like that, like okay. in the basement. Yeah, I'm sorry, not rafter, but yeah, the okay. joists. Okay. So he and literally hung him, hung him by his ankles from his floor joists. Okay, like with um, rope or like he nailed He him? might have been using piano wire at the time because he was oh, a big fan of crap. piano wire. Okay, next mm-hmm. question. Piano wire, it doesn't break. Oh my God. That's uh, sick. What if that cut? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Oh, definitely. Sure. But, okay, next question. Yeah. Where is the juggler in the neck? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he sliced his neck open, 
Because the jugular is the main vein there, right. and, that, and that's going to allow I mean, gravity is going to allow all the blood to flow. Oh, I'm going to say, wouldn't it spray out? No, because no, he was already dead. It, His heart oh, wasn't beating. Okay, so that makes sense. So uh, this guy uh, hangs this guy from the beam in yep. the basement. Yep. And he lets it, all the blood drain out, and he goes to the bizarre bazaar. Yep. So he woke up, gets do, this done with this guy, and then goes to work basically. Yeah, so and so this is a Saturday too, so the Bizarre Bazaar is going to be busy. Yeah. So he's got to get there. So he leaves him hanging there while he's at the Bizarre Bazaar. Uh-huh. And when he comes back in the evening, he gets his apron out, he gets out his butcher knives, and that's what he uses to actually cut the joints uh-huh. of the body uh-huh. of Jerry. He couldn't get through like his neck with like, a butcher knife, so he actually got his chainsaw uh-huh. and used the chainsaw to remove Jerry's head. Sick. And, Sick. <laughs> and then he used newspaper to wrap all the body parts. That's why he has all those newspaper magazines. He just, you know, he just happened to have them. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's just about as handy as a pocket on a shirt, right? They're fucking exactly. newspapers. <laughs> so he wrapped all the body parts in newspaper, put those into trash bags, okay. put those into empty dog food bags. Put the dog food bags into four large trash bags. Okay. And then, because this was Saturday, he kept them in the basement because it was nice and cool. Mm-hmm. And then Monday morning, set them out for the garbage man to pick them up. Question. Yeah. He had that many empty dog bags? Well, he, he had, had two chow chows. Like, they're yeah. big dogs. I know, like but... And he, he didn't throw shit away. Yeah, he's a hoarder. He was probably saving them saying. for something anyway. He didn't know what. But <laughs> as it turns out, they're good for body parts. And so. the newspaper is good to wrap up. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Also, another question. Mm-hmm. Where were all these roommates that he had? That's what I was going to ask. He never killed anybody when he had roommates. Oh, okay. Yeah, anytime he killed somebody, he never had. He didn't have roommates in the house at the time. Yeah, because I was going to say, wouldn't they That's hear that? That's what I was going to ask. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, roommates, I mean, general rule, I mean, you don't. Really like get into each other's business. Yeah, look at Travis yeah. Alexander. Yeah. <laughs> Travis, look at Travis Alexander. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He was dead for like yeah. a week. Yeah. Nobody even bothered to look for and this guy. And I don't guy. know how you cannot smell. I know. But if, I'm just saying, wow. I don't like roommates. Right. I don't like to well, your butt. If I did, I'd be like yes. the nosiest freaking roommate ever life. Just because I'm nosy. So how about that? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like blood and guts in general like has a smell to it. Exactly. I mean, even when it's not like old, like right. Ugh. So anyway, yeah. No, he didn't have roommates at the time. Okay. Another thing I want to I want to say about Uh well, I'll just say later (laughs) when I do the story. No, I was just gonna say like you know with Travis Alexander when she went and put all that stuff in the washing machine. Mm -hmm. Did nobody wash for a fucking week and not see that shit in there? Well, no, apparently not. <laughs> well, I mean, she threw the camera in there too. Like, I know, it, I that's mean, what I'm saying. Like, did, does nobody ever? Did nobody wash in that house? I thought his roommate was like out of town for a while or something. No, like that. there was one there. He had was two roommates. One? Oh, okay. one was out of town. The other one was there. Okay. Did nobody wash? You know, if you have a lot of clothes, you don't need to wash them every week. Okay, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> I heard wash and laundry. Travis Alexander, because of the stuff in oh, wash machine. I was telling Paul that nobody washed in that house because Jody Audius threw everything in the the washing machine, you know, the camera and everything. And he was there for a week, and there was a roommate there. I mean, they were obviously too busy. <laughs> obviously, obviously. I mean, he was working. I mean, he was yeah, he's probably work all the time. Does nobody wash in that house? 
They probably don't even wash their ass. Apparently, he certainly wasn't going in the shower. Well, trust him. Yeah. Anyway, that's, oh, that's, that was sidebar, so, sorry. <laughs> okay, so when Jerry's family realized that he was missing, mm-hmm. they immediately suspected Bob. Oh. Because they knew Bob and Jerry had been oh, hanging did. out together and things like that. Well, he ran the shop right next door. He saw his kid with Bob and stuff like that. Wow. And so he actually went, so the father actually went straight to the cops and said, hey, you need to go look at Bob's house because my kid's missing. The cops didn't do anything because they really just... They just said they didn't have any evidence, like, to really, like, suspect him of anything. Right. And so maybe Jerry just ran off. Mm. That's kind of the route that they went. Okay. So, after killing Jerry, Bob did say that he he felt sick about what he had done. He felt really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And so he took all the notes and the photos and he put those away. Oh, okay. He, he didn't get rid of He put them away, though. Yeah. Months, out, of sight, out of mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> After a few months, though, he was just like, he started bringing them back out, kind of flipping through the pictures, and then admitted that he the, started using yeah. using them to masturbate to, and That's kind of see. getting off on it. Mm-hmm. Finger banging the evidence. Exactly. Finger banging so, <laughs> <laughs> Yep. And so, and this went on for quite a while, actually, where he, I mean, it's kind of unusual where he had one victim, and then he didn't have another victim for quite a while. Wow. Until April 12th of 1985. So it's about nine months after his first killing. His next victim was named Robert Shelton. And Robert had actually been kind of in and out of Bob's house for a few months. And, you know, he was staying there. Bob would help him out with things. And then he'd get pissed off at him, kick him Uh out. Robert would come back. (laughs) Shelton. Yeah, exactly. So... He had known him for a while, but eventually it just got to the point where Bob Berdella said he was annoyed with Robert and he became a victim. So he got, yep, he pissed him off. He found him annoying. He would, like, essentially anytime Bob Berdella finds somebody annoying, they need to be he kind of wants to just off him. Right. Yeah, it's it's kind of a weird thing. Don't kick him out. Mm-mm. We don't know. <laughs> if he gets mad, he'll kick him out. But if he's annoying, like, that motherfucker's annoying. It's probably gonna kill you. Off with his head. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. Literally off with his head. Yeah. Now I'm literally pitching the Queen of Hearts with this big mustache, <laughs> like Bob Berdello. Yes. It's not a good picture. <laughs> um, so he got annoyed with Robert. He got him really drunk, and then injected him a bunch of times with some uh, ketamine and some other animal tranquilizers and things like that. They says very likely it was ketamine. And he weighed it, and it's funny too because this didn't work because Robert was already known to kind of be a pretty heavy drug user, really heavy drinker. Mm. It didn't incapacitate him. It didn't. No. Oh my so, God. Exactly. That so he was just be. like, yeah, he was just like, man, I kind of get a buzz uh, <laughs> from all that fucking ketamine. But yeah. So, so Bob waited two days. Damn. And two days later, he actually, he had gotten a hold of a cap, these capsules. And inside one capsule was the equivalent of five Valiums. <gasps> and so he, he got that one of those into Robert instead. Okay. And so that knocked him out. Bit. So a capsule of five Valiums, because it's the 70s. And right. Apparently veterinarians just 
sold this shit. Yeah, probably. So, <laughs> so, got him knocked out. He tied him up. He raped him. <gasps> and <clears throat> he decided that if he couldn't see, then he'd be an easier victim and easier to keep tied up and things like that. So he actually injected drain cleaner into his left eye. Oh my God. Leaving him per permanently blinded him in that eye. Wow. He took a hot needle and oh, burned yeah. the word hot into his back. <gasps> he said the choice of word really wasn't important. It was just something he felt like seeing if he could do it. Wow. So he burned, yeah, he burned the word hot into the back, into his back with a hot needle. Sick. He also gave him a soap and water enema. And in his notes, he did have CF in there a number of times. So, so you, he was doing him with a carrot. Mm -hmm. Or a cucumber. And, a cucumber. yep, possibly a cucumber. Most likely carrot. Mm -hmm. He also took a caulking gun. That you would use for like ceiling windows and things like that. Use caulking to fill his ears to make him deaf, so that way he wouldn't know what was going on around him and be an easier victim as well. Oh my God! This he guy is <clears throat> he is a torture. At, oh, at, and then after all this, he left him tied up and went to bed for the night. He was wow. he, he was wiped. I mean, he was exhausted. I mean, it was a hard I mean, game work, apparently. <laughs> Poor freaking shit. Yeah. <laughs> Working nine to five. Yeah. So. <laughs> so yeah. So Bob went to bed. Oh my God. Living, what a shit uh, show. Yeah, I mean, well, that's what happens when Robert. you annoy Bob Rudella. Damn. So. <laughs> so. I am no longer gonna annoy anybody ever. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit here and shut the hell up. <laughs> So the next morning, he used, he got out a whole bunch of hypodermic needles and started using them essentially as like acupuncture needles on Robert okay. to try to see what would cause the most pain. Not to take away pain, like actual yeah. acupuncture, but as, as far as like what would hurt the most. Like he was just kind of like stabbing needles into him. Weird. He left a lot, he left those needles in him and then went to the Bizarre Bizarre for the day <gasps> and left him tied up there. When he wow. got when he got back, he noticed, hey, all these needles are still stuck into Robert, and he's you know alive still. So he hooked him up to a battery <gasps> on the needles and to see you know what kind of pain that would cause. Wow, sick! Well, that's the one. That's the picture you showed us. The yes, yeah, actually, that's one of the pictures that he mm -hmm. took and that that was online and that I sent to you. Wow, it was online. Mm hmm. Yeah. He he had also tied Robert's hands together with piano wire, so this is where that comes again again, and it and it did it actually dug, dug in and actually caused nerve damage too oh, that was also God. extremely painful for Robert. He ended up like and he had kept him like you know alive this whole time and actually had given him penicillin even to help keep the infection from like giving him, like taking him. But what happened was, is that one of the guys that had lived with him for a while before, who had promised to do some roofing work for Bob, mm -hmm. showed up oh to, do, to do the roofing work. Oh. And so he kind of figured, well, if he's doing work on the roof, he's going to be coming in and out for the bathroom. He might, you know, he might notice this guy tied up to my bed. Oh, my God. Know, I thought he was in the basement. With like, no, this, he... Took guys up to his upstairs bedroom. Oh my god! To do all this, he took him to the basement to dismember him. Oh okay. Gotcha. Yeah, basement's only for you know. Like, yeah, that's post mortem. Oh 
Yeah, the bedroom is where the, you know, where, where all the, the action where all the magic happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this guy shows up to do work in the house. He has no choice, no choice, but to cover his head with a plastic bag and suffocate him. Mm. Essentially put him out of his misery. Yeah. yeah. He then dragged his body down to the basement after the guy left. So he okay. killed him and then closed the bedroom up so he, you know, right. got to notice the other body. <laughs> and then he brought him down to the basement. He used a boning knife to separate his arms and legs. Um, he actually, that's well, actually, he had brought him to the bathroom, not all the way downstairs to the basement. Okay. So he actually cut off his arms and legs. He left the rest of the body in the tub for a day or two. But then he eventually came back to it, used the chainsaw, took off the head. This time, he took the head and actually buried it in his backyard. <gasps> and because it wasn't trashed it yet, he bagged up the rest of it, put it in the basement. Monday morning, trash bags went out for the garbage man to pick up. Head was in the yard. Back to, back to uh, the work week schedule as normal. Okay. Yes, exactly. Yep. Now, you know, now the house now is good. Now, you know, exactly. More people can come and stay. Right. Can work at the Bizarre Bazaar. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So, so, quick question. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, did these uh, garbage people not smell the stench of rotten No, because it was all fresh. No, I mean, most of the time it was like he'd kill the guy on Saturday or... You know, like stuff like that. Like it wasn't old. Like it wasn't like it sat around getting rotten. But you could rotten. still smell it. I know. He, that's what I'm saying. You know, you double bag it. Yeah. Well, he like, quadruple bag it. Well, yeah. I mean, whatever. No, and it, he never got caught putting putting body parts out for the trash man. Okay. Like that wasn't even how he got caught. Okay. Well, that's but my next. He, and this was yeah. It worked for him. Oh wow. That's Six times. Wow. At least. At least. At least. Okay. So, but during this whole process, like, he, like I said, he would take a lot of Polaroids, things like that. When police ended up searching his house after he was caught, they found over 300 Polaroids oh. under his bed. Like but, Jeffrey Dahmer took Polaroids, too. Exactly. But Bob's face wasn't in any of the pictures. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. so, so his defense when he was caught actually tried to use that as mm -hmm. like it as proof that maybe, you know, well, you don't know Bob did it. Maybe he bought these pictures from somebody right. at the Bizarre Bizarre. You know, mm -hmm. came by with some Polaroid. Right. Whatever. That's a good but, defense, actually. <laughs> it's not. It's not, actually. Well, because, I mean, like, it could yeah. be. Yeah. That's, well, I mean, that would make me think, like, well, yeah, I mean, he was into weird shit, so. Well, and what the police did at the time was they... They actually took out a lot of the pictures that they felt were likely like Bob, like the like Bob was like visible in it, like you'd see like an arm or a leg or something like that, like yeah. reaching into the picture or like his belly or whatever. Like, so they actually stripped Bob Berdella naked and made him pose like in the same positions and then take a picture of him in that position, like they see like something in the picture was, right. and then they sent it to the FBI for comparison, and that was like how they kind of like were able to decide whether or not these pictures were legit. Wow. And, like, they went full out with, like, this. Like, they like they would take pictures, like, his chest view, like, down. Mm. Like, you know, it's so, like, all you see is, like, his hairy chest and stomach. They'd take, like, a picture of his arm. They actually had a cop put on a glove and hold a finger up and made Bob grab the finger as he would be, like, inserting a something. A, a carrot, perhaps, yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's good I would have never like, thought about so that so yeah like they went all like they took like, all these pictures and they sent them to the FBI and that's how they decided like these pictures were legit wow. 
Wow. And, and a lot of the people in the pictures weren't even murder victims. I mean, a lot, he was doing this with just any guy he met up with. What? And, yep. And then, so two months after this whole Robert killing, like that, uh-huh. I mean, it's pretty bad. Two months later, he kills another victim. Wow. So now so he's he went from nine months to yep. two months. So nine months for the first time, now. Two months. Exactly. Like so he, period. Yep. And he had met a guy by the name of Mark Wallace, mm-hmm. who he exchanged rent for doing some yard work for him. Mm-hmm. And Mark had been discharged from the Marines. He had some drinking issues. He you know, might have had some warrants and things like that and just needed a place to stay. Mm-hmm. And he knew Bob and apparently he was kind of more living on the street. One night there was a really, really bad storm. Mm-hmm. Mark decided, well, I'll just go crash in Bob's shed because, you know, I can just get into there and crash for the night. Bob found him in the shed, brought him in the house, decided he was going to be his next victim, injected him with tranquilizers, brought him upstairs. <gasps> this time he decided to, well, I mean, he did the usual. Right. Usual. I mean, he still sodomized him. He still tied him up. He Mm -hmm. still, you know, did all sorts of stuff to him. But he also this time brought out alligator clips that were hooked up to electrodes from a neon sign transformer and attached them to Mark's genitals to see how much kind of pain that would do. He injected him with drugs and... It wasn't very long. I think it was like a day and a half later, Wallace ended up dying from choking on his own vomit. Due to the drugs and everything Okay, quick question. How did he get that transformer off of, I'm assuming it was a pole or something. It was mounted on a pole. It was just a neon sign transformer. It doesn't really say how he got it. He just had it in the house. He's a hoarder. He was a hoarder. He collected all sorts of weird shit. Yeah, I probably got it from the freaking flea market. Who knows? Yeah. So but this, <laughs> yeah, who knows? So, but this is now his third murder in less than a year. Uh-huh. He, and the funny thing, like, with this one, because when he ended up killing Mark, it was Sunday night. Oh. Garbage has to be out Monday morning. morning yeah. He pulled an all-nighter. Oh, my God. And dismembered the whole body, wow. bagged it up, had it out for the garbage man to pick up on Monday Sick. morning. I pulled an all-nighter before, and, then, and it was not And then not back to it. business as usual at the Bazaar Bazaar. Exactly. That Gucci Bazaar Bazaar. How did he function? You know? I could not do it. I can't even keep my eyes open, like, half yeah. the time anyway. I'm all like, right now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like right after you murder somebody, though, you're kind of jazzed up anyway. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, got that adrenaline. Carrot fist in the air. Ready to take on another potential. Another <laughs> so <Jeez>. eventually <laughs> when um, when cops searched Bob Burdell's house another interesting mm-hmm. find that they made actually when they were looking through his house was a audio tape oh. that they thought was Bob killing somebody that's what I was I was right now so they had this audio tape and on the audio tape you could hear some sort of motion that, that sounded, you know, very much like a bed going back and forth. Right, like a audio horn. Yep. <laughs> and it sounded, and then there was a, there was a male voice on the audio tape that was screaming, "I'm gonna fucking kill you, you little fucking bastard. I'm gonna <gasps> murder. Yeah, I'm gonna get, get you. Up, like, oh, you little son of a bitch. Oh yeah, all this stuff. Wow. Oh my so god. Bob, but Bob said, "That's not me on the tape. That was somebody telling him. So." He said, no, no, no. 
that was my roommate, Phil. Okay. And Phil was just jacking off. And okay. Phil liked to yell at his dick when he was jacking off. Oh. Is that true? It Probably was not. true. What? It was? He had actually secretly placed an audio recorder oh in his roommate God. Phil's room. Wow. And yeah. So <laughs> He's good. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. So yeah, so Phil. So it was like audio play for him. Uh huh, yeah. So <laughs> Phil was, yeah, actually in his bedroom, choking off. Yep, screaming, I'm gonna kill you, chicken. you little bastard. Yeah. Wow, mm-hmm. that's intense. I know. Why? Oh my god. <laughs> not, not all guys do that. I just wanna put that out there. <laughs> it's not as common as one may think. Unless your name's. Phil. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Not Unless all. Unless your name's Phil so, Not all Phil So they like just, that. So like, okay, well, all right, fine. So they, like, took another listen, and... Is it on? <laughs> so they did decide it was him. Yes. So they, they decided that after, yeah, after reviewing the tape... Okay. They, just, they decided, yeah, he was probably telling the truth that it was Phil. Jer- Phil, Jer- was though. Oh, my God. <laughs> Chicken. Yep, exactly. So, anyway. Okay. Going up to September 25th of 1985 okay. was when he killed his next victim. His name was James Ferris. Wait, what day was that? September 25th, oh, okay. 1985. Okay. Uh, he killed, his victim's name was James Ferris. He was a friend of another guy named George Shaw. Oh. George and James had bought some animal tranquilizers from Bob, okay. but they didn't really work. Mm-hmm. So... They brought the tranquilizers back to Bob and actually traded it to him for some weed instead. Oh, that's a nice exchange. Exactly. <laughs> so, well, they were like, eh, this wasn't doing it for me. You got anything else? He's like, yeah, I got some weed. And I'll trade okay. you that. I'll take the animal trains back. No big deal. Okay. You know, like, yeah, they won't go away. It's a good return policy. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, he's <laughs> a businessman, you know? Oh, absolutely. But, so after this, though, like, they, you know, kind of hung around for a while. They were both drifters. Um, I believe it was George that actually was like separated from his wife and was like very estranged. Like he had no place to go anyway. Mm-hmm. So these two guys, like they just kind of hung around Bob's for a while, and mm-hmm. they kept coming around. Eventually, though, James Ferris made Bob mad. Mm. He de- deemed him to be rather annoying. Oh, so we now we, we know what happens when he gets annoyed. Exactly. <laughs> so one day he gave James some chili. That he had made. Bob was actually known for making uh, mean pot of chili. Really? Oh, like yeah. chili beans or? Yeah, chili. Oh, okay. Like chili, chili beans. Yeah, like, yeah. Chili beans. Yes, yeah. like chili beans. Okay. Chili beans, meat. Okay. Okay. Oh, I thought you meant chili like salsa chili. No. Okay. You have to be specific because we're no, Mexican. Like a, so oh, we yeah, say chili. Yeah, like a bowl of chili with like some cheese on top. Ooh. Like so chili beans. Okay. So yeah. you probably sold it at the Bazaar Bazaar. Well, so actually the Bazaar, like the shop owners at the Bazaar, uh, often had potlucks, Ooh. and so they were expected to bring a dish to share, mm-hmm. you know, as you would at a Ooh. nice potluck. What so he, he, he made, he made chili. I was just going to say. <laughs> that actually was say. a rumor later on, yeah. <laughs> oh, but, so, but yeah, so he was known to make some good chili, so he gave James some chili one day. Stuck his foot in there? With, <laughs> Someone with, else's foot. With some crushed up Valium in it. Oh. So he knocked him out. Damn, Tied right. him up, brought him upstairs to his lair. 
So what followed was a lot of the routine stuff, you know, some FF and BF and a little bit of CF. Okay. Um, and this time he actually took a metal spatula, <gasps> hooked it up to electricity again, oh my and God. used the spatula to shock different parts of his body for up to two to five minutes at a time. Oh my god, that sounds painful. For over 13 hours. 13 oh my god. Until Bob had to go to work Saturday morning. I was going to say, that's like two gotta shifts. Go, gotta go with the bizarre, bizarre. Well, he started, you know, Friday night. Okay. Yeah. All the way until like 10 a.m. Saturday morning. Oh my god. And then it's time to go open up the bizarre bizarre. Yeah, because heaven so forbid. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, and then he also had the potluck he had to tend to. Right? Probably. Okay. So that's maybe why he made the chili in the first bit, place. Bit, bit. So, <laughs> but when he came Zero. back, <laughs> when he came back, James was running a temperature oh. um, and had quite a bad fever. So he gave him some penicillin. Well, how dare he? And <laughs> resumed his torture. Jesus Christ, you got to keep him alive so he can fucking torture his ass. Exactly. <laughs> to so death. He, so he kept torturing him, he sodomized him, and eventually injected enough animal tranquilizer into him to kill him from a drug overdose. Oh. Later on that day. So again, just... Saturday, this was a Saturday again. Uh-huh. So then, of course, you know, he had to be out Monday morning. Yeah. Garbage mm-hmm. pickup on Monday morning. Business as usual. <laughs> so, but it was actually after this disappearance that the cops started looking at Bob and started talking with some of his, some of his associates. They uh-huh. did learn a lot of stories about Bob from some of the guys really? about you know his sex habits, possible torture going on, some shady stuff in the basement, and they came and talked to him about it. Uh-huh. And the detectives at the time decided that it was quote unquote an icky homosexual party house, uh-huh. and that <clears throat> nothing more. And so it really wasn't worth investigating. Wow. So very much like any crime really involving gay men in the eighties, especially yeah, like, like they nah. just didn't want to. They just didn't want to touch it. Like yeah. they didn't want to go anywhere near it because it was icky. Wow. You know, I mean, same thing with Jeffrey Dahmer. Like they just like, oh, well, he's homosexual, he's so we just weird. they do those kinds of things. <gasps> You know, like what in the hell? Exactly, but that like, was but that was the attitude of the you know that was the time. mentality was, back then. Exactly. So yeah, so they really didn't look that much closer into Bob Berdella at the mm-hmm. time. They did put a team on him for a little while to like sur- you know like surveillance team to like watch him, and didn't really see anything that they thought was going on. So they just mm-hmm. kind of left him alone. At that. Wow. He did slow down after this. Mm-hmm. He didn't keep killing like every couple months or anything like that because you know he just felt like they were getting a little bit too close mm-hmm. but it went on for well i mean it was about 10 months later on uh, june 17 1986 is when he met todd stoops mm. so todd stoops and his wife actually had stayed with bob for a little while oh, um, but todd and his wife were falling on hard times Todd ended up becoming a sex worker, oh, and shit. he ran into Bob uh-huh. at Liberty Memorial Park, where Bob would often troll for some young gay men, uh-huh. and he decided to go back to the house with Bob that day, because they're like, oh yeah, hey Bob, uh-huh. how's it going, we haven't seen you in a while, yeah, uh-huh. I'm selling my body now. 
Yeah, so, so but, <laughs> don't stop right there. So this bitch is so good, she had her man selling her ass instead of her. His so, ass. His ass. Her ass. Yeah. His ass. Yeah. Literal ass. Damn, she's good. Like, yeah. literal. Yeah. So she was basically a pimping him out. Well, wow. She's good. <laughs> she's she's good. good. Yeah, she should, like, teach a seminar. But, <laughs> like, she didn't even have to sell her ass. She was selling her booze ass. <laughs> Yeah. So when I came back to Bob's house, Bob made a, a peanut butter sandwich. Oh, with some butter. crushed up tranquilizer. Bet. Of course. You know. Well, anytime you feed somebody, you've got to drug them at the same time. You know? Yeah. I mean, what's the point of feeding them? Absolutely. Yeah. So, Bob ended up keeping James Ferris with him for about two weeks. Oh two my weeks? God. And, and he tortured him the whole time? Yes. But the wife never looked for him? Mm-hmm. Like she thought he was getting that money for yeah. that ass. Exactly. Why wow. would she not look for him? Maybe she was like Maybe finding she just a new thing. Care about it that much? Oh my God. If she was willing to like make sure he's out there selling them something. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. So, but one of the things now that he was kind of a new development for Bob is that if his last his last victim was James Ferris. He mm-hmm. one of the things that he noticed with Ferris was that he had a very like kind of a raspy voice, mm-hmm. and so he couldn't yell and scream very loud mm-hmm. because of his voice. And he, this got Bob to thinking. Right. So with Todd, <clears throat> he decided, "What if I can recreate that raspiness in his right. voice?" You know. So he took a a hypodermic needle Mm -hmm. and injected Drano into Todd's neck to to destroy his vocal cords, essentially. Sick. So he injected Drano into his neck. Did it work? Yes. It actually worked. Wow. (laughs) I I wanted it to work. A little DIY. I actually need to go get Drano in my tub. (laughs) You gotta keep that in mind. He was able to have up to 17 hour long torture sessions with Todd. And so this is the one, this is one that kind of comes up when we talking about Bob Rodella is part of the whole torture sessions was actually he fisted Todd (gasps) and inserted his arm too far. And actually, and actually ruptured his anal wall oh. inside of him, which led to an infection. Oh Bob God. gave him penicillin for it and went back to his torture session using more belt, like whipping him with a belt, using electricity, sodomizing him more. What? Not with, his, not with his fist. Not but he's fisting, not the bitch Still fist. sodomizing him, but eventually, after two weeks of this... The penicillin wasn't enough. The fever became too bad, and his infection spread, and he ended up dying. Very, wow. very painfully. Oh my god! From the infection. Hold on, real quick. Yeah. So I have a question. <laughs> you keep saying that. <laughs> I have a question. Since <laughs> I raised my hand. I have. Excuse me. Can you call me, please? Okay. Um. How do these porn stars get fisted without rupturing their anal wall? Maybe they have doctors on scene. I mean, there's probably practice involved with that. I'm assuming Todd wasn't well practiced, <laughs> but I'm also assuming that it was very aggressive and violent, oh. and probably probably too far than just a fist. Right. Mm. That is sick. But there's like I know. 
Oh, like, there's videos out there. I know. But, <laughs> oh I mean, like, there's some stuff out there, but... I'm just wondering, like, mm-hmm. and also, how did he know... I have another question. Mm-hmm. Also, how did he know that they were... Like, they had an infection? Because they had... They would get fevers? They would get fevers and stuff oh, like that. Okay. Probably body sweats. Mm-hmm. I mean, t- typical stuff with, like, an infection going on. So yeah. that's why he was giving them penicillin. Yeah, the body sweats weren't related to the toilet. Oh, no, I think it had nothing to do with the, like, electrocution. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Anything like that. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking, like, how would he know? Well, I mean... He just assumed? I don't know. Yeah. And where would he get penicillin? Well, he, where did he get all the other shit? Oh. <laughs> did he, did he go to the vet records, I'm sure his dogs were very sick a lot. Oh, my God. All the time. And then it was back in the 80s at yeah, that point. Exactly. So You didn't have to go to Mexico for everything. You didn't have to get a prescription mm-hmm. for everything. Huh? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. They'll just bring it over here. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Did you say plead the fifth over here? <laughs> so... He had some time, so he actually spent over the course of two nights cutting up Todd's body. Wow. Dismembering it. I mean, he had still had to go to work. He had to run errands, you know, go to the bank. Keep the bizarre, bizarre <laughs> you know, you know, the car to the car wash. <laughs> yeah. So it took him a while. So two nights, he cut up his body. He kept the remains in the basement until Monday morning, and then went up for the garbage man. Mm. So, same routine, they cut same, him up. Same routine, yep. Newspaper. Use the, ch- the chainsaw, separate his head, make sure all the parts are wow. in the bags. Yep, exactly. So, and this is also kind of the same t- time when Bob was, I mean, he was obviously extremely fucked up, but he was also kind of like getting weirder and weirder regarding like his business at the bazaar. He started collecting more weird things. Mm-hmm. And okay. he redid like his business cards to have like this big one, like, kind of like semi-Satanist inscription on it about like having like poison in his head and things like that. Oh, like, he was just Yeah, people noticed that he was starting to get a little bit weirder. Like a little bit darker. Mm-hmm. Yep, so... I totally lost my spot now. I totally understand. There we go. Uh, but yeah, so this is also when people started like suspecting him of being a Satanist. Later on, when the cops were going through his things again, they actually found... A record um, of his that was called Black Mass for Lucifer. Oh. It's actually a synth album. Oh, okay. It's synth music. Yeah. Um, by a guy named Mort Garson. Mm-hmm. It's not really like Satanist at all necessarily. It's, kind of just, it's not very good either. <laughs> um, but that was, I mean, but like, yeah, the cops found all that. They found like 20 some books about Satanism, witchcraft. Mm-hmm. And t- during the investigation, one of the cops actually made sure he was wearing a ring that had upward curled ram horns on it to protect him from the black magic of Bob's house. Uh, what does that do? It's a protective thing. I don't know. I thought a one of the, was one of the well, cops. maybe, but I mean, maybe more as like anti magic. It had upward curled ram's horns on the ring. Uh, we should look that up. Is that like a voodoo thing or a voodoo thing or something? It could be. Sounds weird. Upper curled horn. Upper curled, curled, curled ram horn. So the entire time though, Bob denied he was a Satanist or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it was like even people started coming out saying, oh, I saw Bob Verdella at a Satanist meeting. Like some, mm-hmm. they killed some little boy at this ritual. Oh my God. Bob was oh, sitting on a throne watching it all. Oh, no. This is the, the Satanic Panic thing. Like, this is like 
people were making the shit up. Wow. Like, all the time. And it happened with him as well. And that's why, like, Geraldo Rivera got involved. Yeah, okay. so, yeah, Geraldo Rivera was all in a satanic panic. Oh, God. He, got he was like, yeah, so he did. Hard. I know. He was like, so horny. He was. And he's like, oh, man, this guy's got a mustache just like me. <laughs> <laughs> He's all twinsies. 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was all that. But yeah, Bob the whole time, not, not a Satanist. I just collect weird things. Mm-hmm. That dagger over there. I don't mind that dagger. Whatever. <laughs> so, he killed, a, his next victim was killed in June of 1987. His name was Larry Pearson. Mm-hmm. So Larry was another guy who was kind of in some trouble. He was actually out on bail at the time for oh, killing shit. a Domino's pizza delivery driver. What? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Larry was. What? Well, why did he kill him for? Take that tip money, though. <laughs> <laughs> it was back when he carried cash. Is that why he killed yeah. Rose? Probably. Yeah, I robbed him. Oh, my God. I'm sure it wasn't just for the Parmesan knots. <laughs> 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 they didn't have the Parmesan knots back then. So, but yeah, so Larry was actually out on bail. He had killed a Domino's delivery driver. That sounds good. And had actually just recently been arrested again for standing on the side of the highway exposing himself to passing cars. This Larry guy. Larry, yeah. So Larry, I mean, yeah, Larry was a bit of a troublemaker anyway. (laughs) He met Bob at the Bizarre Bazaar. Bob said, hey, you know, you can stay with me, you know, no big deal. Maybe yeah, just do I some got you, the house. I got you, fam. Yeah, I got you, Yeah, no worries. I got you, fam. I got you, fam. Mi casa es un casa. Right? I'm sure that's exactly how the conversation went. Verbatim. Yeah, Kansas City, everybody, everybody was like, yeah. He's off and to make you some of my special chili. Chili. <laughs> so Larry moved in. Oh shit. Bob eventually kind of found him annoying. Well, this Bob guy's starting to sound a little bit like me. Everybody. <laughs> I know. I was gonna say. One day, Larry said he wasn't feeling very good. Like his stomach was hurting him. Bob said, "Oh, you know what? I got the dish Let me give you some medicine. I got you, fam. I got you. Let me hook you up with some medicine." So Bob tranked him, got him drunk, and about 6 p.m. that night, Larry passed out. Bob injected him four more times with some ketamine, but Larry was a bit of a bigger guy. Uh-huh. So Bob couldn't drag him upstairs. Okay. So he dragged him downstairs. To the basement. To the basement. Oh, shit. And Larry woke up with his hands linked to a chain that was tied around a brick column in the basement. Uh-huh. And Bob was injecting Drano into his neck when he woke up. <gasps> oh, my God. So he was injecting Drano into his neck and started shocking him with electricity. And then Bob wanted to be a little bit more comfortable, so he actually brought a mattress down to the basement for himself, not for Larry. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can't make the victim feel No, exactly. Right, so, and, it just, and like, he literally like, was escalating this entire time. Like, he wow. saw him, obviously, obviously, he sodomized them. Pulled the bitch um, fist out again? What's that? Did he pull the bitch fist no, out again? No, I think he learned his lesson. Okay. Um, yeah, don't do oh, that. You know, what's his name? Instead, he got out an iron bar and used it to break most of the bones in Larry's hands. Oh my god. Just to cause pain. Wow. And 
it was funny because remember he met Larry at the Bizarre Bizarre, nice. and so him and Larry were both. I mean, Larry's kind of a nerdy guy too, you know. Like they had had kind of a discussion about stuff at the Bizarre Bizarre. Okay. So while he was breaking his hands with an iron bar, Bob was also taunting him about wizards and witchcraft and things like that, saying, "You know, you believe all that shit is reality, but it's not. This is what your wow. reality is now." Like oh mimicking God. to him, like joking to him. Yeah, exactly, <gasps> and. Making fun of him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then, so at that point, like after he'd broken his hands, um, it was time to go to work. So he left him tied up. So he had to go to work. That pinchy work, man. Go back to the bizarre bizarre. And when he got back, like after some more torturing and things like that, Larry had kind of long hair and it kind of just getting in the way. So he shaved his head so that he wouldn't get tangled up in his bindings and stuff like that. Oh and God. about a week went by. Larry started to become a little bit more submissive okay. to Bob because he was actually like thinking like maybe he'll not do all this shit yeah. to me if I'm a little bit, you know, if I like just submit. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> Bob kind of got into that actually a little bit. Like he was actually like, this is okay. Like this is kind of cool. So eventually like he started, you know, he didn't beat him as much. He wasn't shocking him with the electricity as much. Bob allowed Larry to actually give him oral. Instead wow. of sodomizing him. Okay. Uh, and it's funny because they mentioned, they noted too that the, uh, he was allowing Larry to give him oral while watching the uh, Iran Contra hearings on TV. Oh, oh, oh uh, But he also started giving Larry some solid food. Oh. Uh, they let him have a cigarette every wow. now and then. So okay. he was starting to view him more mm. as um, a okay. person. No. A companion. Not a person. Well, a companion. <laughs> like a living. He sexually. still referred to him as his play toy. Or was oh. this plaything? Wow. But just not like a straight up victim that wasn't human yeah. anymore. Okay, but question. Yes. How was Larry smoking a cigarette if his hands were broken? Well, he wouldn't always keep them uh, like tied up. Well, his hands were like, like half broken. Oh, okay. So, so maybe, yeah, fingers. So yeah, he could maybe scissor, scissor a cigarette. Still. All right. Yeah. Scissor, scissor. <laughs> Dang. But. But eventually got to the point where Bob actually. Brought Larry back upstairs. <gasps> but that's a, not a good thing. He had him on a dog collar and a leash. Oh, he was into like saying that. Move it. Well, he just had the whole dog collar So he brought Larry upstairs what? on a dog collar and a leash. He always left him tethered to the bedpost anytime he left the house. <gasps> and eventually, like, he wasn't torturing him at all. What? He was just, and literally, like, he said, like, in the interview, he said, we kind of got into a routine get up in the morning, have sex with him, he would make him and Larry breakfast, he'd feed him some food, tie him back down, go to work, come home, give Larry a couple cigarettes, hang out, tie him back down, and go to bed. So he was literally... He wasn't beating him anymore, but he was still... He was a sex slave. He was still keeping him essentially as a sex slave. He still had... Like, he still was tied up all the time. Jeffrey Dahmer. And this went on for six weeks. Six weeks? And he didn't have a phone? This is in the 80s. They didn't have cell phones. They have house phones, though. Oh, yeah. But downstairs. He was tied to the bed upstairs. But, I mean, like... He probably took it off, too. Like, I mean, he probably, like, got rid of the phone. Probably. So that, you know... Oh my god, how so crazy. Six weeks. That is sick. On uh, August 5th, Larry had had enough of this. Like, he realized he probably wasn't going to ever 
Let him go. Get out. Yeah, exactly. So on August 5th, well, he was giving Bob oral. He bit, bit his, his dick. He bit his dick. Oh, my God. And he bit it hard. He almost bit the entire head of his dick off. <gasps> yes, queen. He was left hanging. Oh, my God. Shred of skin. Yes, queen. That's oh. what he gets. That is what he gets. But he beat him for it, I'm sure. He well, actually, well, yes, he did. I mean, Bob was screaming, obviously, but it wasn't even like screaming in pain necessarily. Like, it was more like, it. we had an agreement. Like, how this isn't you? how you're supposed to do yeah. it. Yeah, exactly, because Bob was annoyed. Right. <laughs> we all know what happened when Bob yeah, gets annoyed. annoyed by this. Like, but I mean, yes, you still obviously in a lot of pain. But he beat Larry's ass until he was unconscious. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And then left him there and went to the emergency room where he made a report saying that a man by the name of Larry Person had bit him in the dick. But he didn't want to press charges. Now remember, his victim's name is Larry Pearson. Mm-hmm. So it's a totally different guy. That, but so freaking close. <laughs> I know. So he was in the hospital for two days oh, with his fucked up dick. And two days later, he comes back home. He actually asked the hospital to let him out for a little bit so he could go home and check on his dogs. Oh my god! He comes home. Larry was still on the floor. He essentially he had beat him so bad that he he was in and out. Wow. She has no (laughs) Colby. Sorry. So I mean, Larry was like in and out of consciousness for Mm -hmm. two days, and so when he comes back, he. I mean, and he's hooked up to, like, a catheter and stuff, like, because, you know, he's... Right. Yeah. So, I mean, he's in pain. Took him a while, but he dragged Larry back downstairs. Oh, crap. Gutted him. <gasps> I mean, he took a break. He was a little winded. Yeah. A little bit of pain. Yeah, a little bit of pain. Thick stitches were pulling out. Right. right. I don't know. <laughs> so, took a break. Cut all of his arms and legs off. And then took another break. And because of, like... You know, he wasn't really at 100%. Right. Um, so so he, he wasn't was, at 100%. <laughs> he wasn't keeping it 100. Okay. Um, 100. I was like, I was giving it 100. <laughs> so he used the chainsaw a lot more than he would normally. Okay. Um, he actually kept the head of Larry, put it in the freezer for a week, and then went and switched it for the skull of... Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. The guy, the other, other one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sheldon. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Sheldon. So he switched it with his skull that was in the yard, Robert. brought Robert Sheldon's head back into the house, put it in the closet, okay. put Larry's out in the, in the yard instead. And then, but after he had dismembered him and everything like that, he actually had to go back to the hospital for a couple more days to fully recover. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and then, oh, and also when he took the old skull out of the ground he actually pulled all the teeth out of it to make it less identifiable right. but then he kept the teeth mm-hmm. put the top teeth in one little bag the bottom teeth in another little bag and kind of kept those in the closet because he was a hoarder he didn't fucking he, throw away anything. right he was a hoarder but he was trying to do some organization <laughs> yeah. for once in his yeah. life questions trying to be organized did mm-hmm. his thing work after so it did, mm-hmm. oh. but there was speculation that he didn't have much feeling left. Yeah, it wasn't at its full potential. Oh, okay. So sad. It had one, it had so one sad. nerve. <laughs> <laughs> it was off dry ass. So Instead sad. of the thousands of nerves, he had one left. One nerve. Uh, had, to hit it just, had to hit it just for you. <laughs> anyway. <Yeah. laughs> oh 
god. Is that true? Uh, well, they suspected, yeah, that it didn't that it didn't have much feeling left in it. So he was an LD, mm-hmm. lived it. Why mm-hmm. would he just bite off the head, not just the whole thing? Why didn't he just bite off the whole thing? Well, probably because it was the easiest. Right, I don't know. So you could bite down <laughs> easier if it's just, just a tip, right? I'm not an expert. That's what I was saying. <laughs> I know you're not. I'm just, I'm just thinking, like, right? Well, how are you going to bite really forcefully if your mouth is full? It's better if you just... Just right off the fucking tip. <laughs> right off. Like a pickle. <laughs> I mean, your teeth still work those. Like, like, I don't know. I know, but it's, you, can't, you can't, you know, get animalistic. He was probably trying to rip it off to, you know, but he didn't get that far. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay. Well, like a pickle. Okay. That's think think like a pickle. Think of a pickle. Well, yeah, I mean, if you eat a pickle, well, you got to stick the whole pickle in your mouth and then bite <laughs> it off and then you just hold the end. Or are you going to eat the top of the pickle first? <laughs> right? I would say the top of the pickle. Okay. <laughs> and also, too, if you have a like whole thing, this, this whole try thing. to bite out. There's going to be blood and stuff like that. Like, uh, you're like, oh, yeah. If you're going to be gagging on blood that's and like, an insane. entire dick. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, so, if you're like, oh, I really like this hot pickle. Let me put this whole thing in my mouth and then I'll bite it down. And then I'll chew it up. That whole pickle and I'll just have the bottom half. Yeah, it makes much more logical sense to this point. Yeah. Too. I mean, well, this is simple <laughs> physics here. Simple <laughs> physics. Is that even physics? <laughs> Who knows? This simple math. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they covered this shit on Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> anyway. I'm not understanding. <laughs> but yes, I get so. it now that you guys explain it. Okay. Yeah. So well, now. I can demonstrate if you want. <laughs> Where is the piece? <laughs> Uh, okay, so mm-hmm. March of, two, of 1988. Okay, right? back in 88. Back, back in 88. 88. So, what head was how old were you? I was 80, I was 4. I was still 5, I wasn't even 6 yet. Duh. Yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Kansas City, Missouri was actually hosting the NCAA tourney that year. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, then March Madness going on. March Madness. Over at the uh, Bizarre Bazaar. Final four. Really? Yeah, because the, the NCAA tournament. Four. Oh. <laughs> oh, look at him. What does he do? Right. What does he do? <laughs> so anyway, so at this time, Bob, he met. Well, should say. So while the tournament was going on, uh-huh. he already had his next victim that tied up at home. Wait. Oh what? crap. Yeah. He had, so he had met twenty-two-year-old Christopher Bryson. Uh-huh. You didn't say that guy after. Huh? You didn't say that guy. We have to ask him about it. Well, I just like, well, before the whole tournament and this or anything like that, Bob was up to his usual tricks. He was over at uh, 10th and McGee, mm-hmm. which was where a lot of the uh, male sex workers would hang out. Oh, okay. I was going to say that because there's a tournament. So anytime there's a tournament, that's when a lot of sex trafficking goes on. Mm-hmm. So that's like a quick hitter right there. Well, and that's actually part of the reason, yeah, because mm-hmm. um, he met this guy named Christopher Bryson. Bryson was working, um, you know, as a sex worker. He never knew. He didn't know who Bob was. Oh, shit. I mean, because by this point, a lot of the guys there knew yeah, yeah. who Bob was. Yeah, and don't fuck with that Brudella guy. Yeah. yeah. So Chris was the only person that used a stranger to Bob. <gasps> 
Like he's the only victim of his that he didn't know previously, had never made acquaintance with, or anything like that. Wow. So he had picked up Christopher Bryson by promising him some cocaine and brought him back to his house. As he was going up the stairs at Bob's house, Bob pulled out an iron pipe, bashed him in the back of the head, stuck a needle in him, knocked him out, dragged him upstairs. Wow. He woke up, his arms and legs were tied around the bedpost, he had a washcloth stuffed in his mouth, and a dog collar around his neck. Oh my god. So, the huge sodomy. Uh He broke his hands with an iron bar again. This time he also added in swabbing his eyes with ammonia on some like cotton balls to further control him. Uh Uh, He hooked up electrodes to his testicles. And he told Christopher that if he behaved, he would get food, cigarettes, and he'd even pick up a video rental. Oh. <laughs> if, if you behave. So he would have He's a blockbuster night. I guess, I mean, at one point, I think he even picked up uh, Robocop. Double, oh. double feature. Double Ooh, feature. he's doing big things oh, now. Yeah. Right? Like cotton. Cotton. Like Netflix and chill. Except Blockbuster and chill. Blockbuster and chill. Except the Block and Cock. Chill. Yeah. Block and cock. Blockbuster and busting up. <laughs> there you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like fucking cock better. <laughs> so, he also showed Christopher pictures that he had had of all his other victims. Post-mortem pictures. Oh, so like so if like, you don't I killed do... these motherfuckers. Yeah. This was Because they didn't want to listen. He was trying to recreate what he had with Larry. With Larry? He was like, you know. Larry's like, okay. He was an important thing to him, but I mean, just he died. So at his hands, but never right. mind that. So he's trying to but never mind that. That. he's trying to convince Christopher to be submissive, and Christopher Bryson was the only victim to escape. What? Yes. No. So <laughs> he escaped. He's the only one. Oh. To get, get out of Bob's house after how after going how? Out of oh, yeah, in his eyes. Demon, so, demon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm like pulling on this thing. Right? So he did. So he he did what Bob wanted, okay. and he you know he gave in to him. Yeah, he was submissive. He had food. He got to watch RoboCop. Did the blocking cop yep, night. Yep, RoboCop night. <laughs> and they got in a little bit of a routine. It didn't last for very long, but. Okay. The thing was, is that every day before he went to work, he would give Chris a cigarette. Okay. Um, and let him smoke a cigarette. And eventually Chris convinced him, you know, hey, it's really hurting to have my hands tied behind my back. Can you tie them in front? Uh-huh. And Bob said, okay. And then one day when he gave him his morning cigarette, he distracted him a little bit. Uh-huh. And Bob left the book of matches sitting in the bedroom when oh. he left for work. So... Christopher got a hold of the matches, mm-hmm. managed to get one hand loose, okay. and used the matches to burn through the rest of the ropes, and like oh, weaken them enough so that okay. he could like get out of them. He was convinced that either Bob was still in the house or that there was like some sort of like booby traps or like right. electrodes or something to prevent him from getting out of the house. So he actually decided to try to climb down out the window, mm-hmm. second floor. Ended up falling, bro- he broke his foot when he fell. And so now he is 
Well, he, I mean, his eyes look like shit. Right. He's naked. Mm-hmm. He's got a dog collar on his neck. Right. With a broken foot, wandering the street. Oh, my God. Uh, ends up, so I, there was two different stories. One was that he ended up at a neighbor's house. Okay. The neighbor wouldn't let him in, but still called the cops. Uh-huh. Another one I read was that a uh, mail carrier found him. Oh, and he, shit. And the mail carrier called the cops. <gasps> but either way, the uh-huh. cops were called, and they came in. I mean, they came and saw him, right. and they figured, well, you know, we're not really sure exactly what's going on. Right. Um, the initial homicide detective was actually said he assumed it was more of a, and this is a quote, this is not my words, a homo lover's quarrel. What a piece That's of shit. That's the thing that they said about Dahmer and his, mm-hmm. and the guy that escaped yep. from his house. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The exact same thing. Yeah, that the exact is what they since Bryson was very coherent and very insistent, oh my god, they looked into it and they went to Bob's house. Oh. Bob didn't want to talk to the police officers, he was very indignant with them, very you know, superior to them. I mean, because he kind of figured he could get away with a little bit, right? At this point, I mean, but, he's already like bodies in deep, <laughs> but they had enough to get in the house, and I mean, there was evidence everywhere. Oh. His house was fucking filthy. Ben. Like I said, those newspapers, magazines, garbage. Yeah, um, blood, I'm sure. When they went into the house, they did find um, a fair amount of dried blood in the basement. Oh, my God. They even found a smudged footprint oh on the beam God. in the basement from where he had hung Jerry upside down. Wow. And they found the chainsaw. but they Don't give me a chainsaw. <laughs> they just saw it as a chainsaw, and they just kind of overlooked it. Ugh. Until one of the officers eventually looked closely at it mm-hmm. and saw, saw flesh? blood, some flesh, and some pubic hair oh. in the chainsaw. Because remember, he had to cut Larry up with you know yeah. the chainsaw more right. than usual because he was hurting. Uh, they also found a circular saw in the basement that had evidence on it. They found daggers. They found butcher knives. They found kitchen knives, bony wow. knives. They found a hacksaw. <gasps> So they found all the shit. Tools. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they they spent like the entire weekend basically like going through Bob's house, and the cops that were inside the house the most actually developed what they started calling the Burdella cough. Oh um, man! And they said it was kind of a uh, like a flimmy like half hack kind uh-huh. of thing. Like it really just felt like it was settling Bunch. into their chest. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they said, that, you know, like, officers would start, like, coughing like that after being in the house for just a few hours. <gasps> Why? Because of the filth and just the nasty yeah. air conditions oh and God. the smell and, like, all that. Like, yeah. Uh, so, they, and they also found the skull in the closet mm-hmm. from uh, Sheldon. Yeah, they, the found, the they dug up they dug up Larry's skull oh. in the garden. Oh. Yeah, well, it, wasn't, it was only in the freezer for a week and yeah. put it in the closet. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and then, so he's obviously arrested at this point. The media gets into this. Oh. They find out who he is. He's got the bizarre, bizarre. He's got books on Satanism. He, you know, freaking neighborhood watch. <laughs> yeah, he's the neighborhood watch. I mean, and this guy can't make So that was when, like, yeah. So that was when, like, people were like, "Well, who is this guy?" And like, his neighbors couldn't even believe like these stories about him. Like, they didn't oh. even realize that he oh. was fucked up. Even though the one guy, he had friends like sticking up for him. 
What? Like saying that the police were framing him. <laughs> Fucking How in the hell are you gonna plant <laughs> and teeth saved in baggies labeled and top and bottom? Three hundred Polaroids under his mattress. Oh my oh god! Yeah, they fake that shit. But what about the neighbor next door that he suspected Jerry was killed at Bob's hands? Well, that was his neighbor at the at the flea market. Yeah. Oh, at the flea market, yeah. not at the house. Because yeah, that, yeah. that was Jerry's dad. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But okay, I. But yeah, no, know. his like neighborhood people like they're like, oh man, like Bob's weird, but. But he's, he not, never he's not that weird. It's like, like, like he's neighborhood wild. That's the old Bob. That's like Bob crazy, crazy mustache Bob. Crazy. So anyway. Freaking so it. This is, <laughs> so that's when people, the rumors are going around about the chili and the potlucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that uh, where my be on? They're probably tongue banging that yeah, chili to hell. Uh, <laughs> like long pig in the, in the chili? Wait, what's long, long pig? pig? What's that? Human meat. Oh, I didn't know that. It's, it's just a term for it. Long pig, because people are tall. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm not tall. Anyway, it's, it's just another name for it. But he also denied no human flesh ever went in the chili. He said cannibalism was disgusting. Oh, that, that's so, where he drew the line. He was offended by the fact that people thought he, oh, was, absolutely. he, might, he might be a cannibal. He has morals, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's where he drew so, the line in the sand. Oh, you know what? I have a moral. <laughs> what uh, left? I have a moral compass. <laughs> and I so, will never take that kind of death respect. So, and because of all the media attention, there was actually a local radio station. Uh, one of the DJs, whose name was Skid Rody. He, he actually wrote a parody song about Bob Brudella. Do you remember the song, uh, Mellow Yellow? Yeah. Oh, they call him uh, Mellow Yellow? Yeah, yeah it was, they call me Bob Brudella. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. And, oh, it had, it had like yeah. like cor- like lyrics and chorus. Like, yeah. Oh my god. It was, it was pretty cool. <laughs> um, but Bob, like, this pissed Bob off. Like, he hated all of this. The radio station also put on a giveaway so that they would give a prize to anybody that came, showed up to the station wearing a dog collar and leash. <gasps> oh my god. Bob did not like that. He was oh. mad. He was so offended. By that. Mm-hmm. He's he was mad. mad. He, actually he actually said that that was insensitive to his victims. Oh! And their families. Oh. <laughs> and it was also insensitive to the police officers who were investigating the crimes in the first place. Oh, listen, okay, we have, you know, you need to tone it down. What? Oh my god. So, <laughs> that is sick, man. I know. I'm yeah. gonna push the table. No, I'm gonna bring it down. <laughs> So, yeah, so that, so that was Bob just being annoyed. Oh, like, oh we, we all know what like, happens when little Bob gets attention. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was the system's fault anyway for letting him kill so many people. Oh, my God. So, that's what he said. Yeah, oh, yeah, he blamed the police at one point for, like, well, letting him get away with the shit. Okay, now after, now, after hearing all this shit, I kind of have to agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a little bit, I mean... <laughs> I mean, hello, they let it go, just dismissing Well, and the city took care of six bodies for them. What? The city took care of all the bodies. Yeah, they took the bodies. Garbage. They took them oh, out. yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. And they never found? Nope. Wow. They no, never they, found them? No, they That's never found any of the remains. They went to the dump. I know. Like, I still, mean, you can search, right? They didn't. I mean, some of them were years Probably ago. decomposed by mm-hmm. then. Uh, so, okay. He eventually, well, and that's why they only actually got him on one murder charge, mm. was for 
uh, Robert Sheldon. Just Sheldon, not the other guy's head? Not the other guy's. Really? He only pled guilty to one murder charge, but he was still given a life sentence. Wait, just one? With pro or without? Without. Okay. But just one? Yeah. Yeah. He pled guilty. He was given a life sentence. 40 years into his life sentence, he killed on October 8th, 1992, he died of a heart attack. <gasps> there you uh, go. Prior to his death, he claimed that guards were not giving him his heart meds. Hmm. And then he shortly died of a heart attack after that. Why does he even have room to complain? But, <laughs> but <laughs> his claims were never investigated. For some well, yeah, it's, it's like whatever. Because <laughs> nobody's like fucking doing shit. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> you killed a serial killer. What the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. Okay. His um, his house, everything in it that wasn't seized as evidence, oh. um, and the bizarre bazaar were all purchased as an estate by a millionaire from the area named Del Dunmire, uh, who was actually originally from Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. Oh. Why? Would but he was living him? in the Kansas City area. He bought the entire thing. He wouldn't say why. He wouldn't say what his plans were with anything. He just felt that he understood Bob. <gasps> That's all he ever said. Not like understand him as like, oh, you know, he's not such a bad guy, or like I understand him and he's a fucking de- you know demon or whatever. He just said, yeah, I understand Bob, and I'm buying all this stuff. I'm not telling anybody what's happening. No, 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 no. I'm telling you that guy was a serial killer too. Dell actually. Bulldozed the house, uh-huh. and then, like for very cheap, sold Portions like half of the property to this uh-huh. neighbor and half the property to the other neighbor. Why would they buy it? Well, the house was gone. Still, there was bodies. You want more yard? Hell no! <laughs> that's how <laughs> take care of. City lots are hard to come by sometimes. No, no, no. I mean, that's a good. I mean, that's adding. That's for... bad juju. Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah! yeah. <laughs> And, okay, yes. listen, I don't want more shit to take care of. Well, there's that. Right? But it's also bad juju. Think so? Yeah. Absolutely. Something. Would you buy it? For more yard? Come on. <laughs> Tell me no. I don't know. I don't know. I don't you know. Would. You would. I he might. would. He would. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. That's like if I'm in the city, I'm like on like an eighth of an acre lot or something like that. It's like a lot of ice cream. Put a garden what? No! Good <laughs> day, yeah. I'm not even having a head. Oh my god, no. Okay, so That's then what did he do with the bazaar? Closed it down. He actually bought the entire estate for $60,000. Okay. That's a lot of money. Uh, the bazaar was closed down. Dell Dunmire actually passed away in 2016. And no one really knows where all the items are. Dell like, Dunmire's the guy that bought They don't know where they went. The they don't know what's left of the estate. His family actually is like, I think, still fighting over the estate on his, you know, his, his millions. His kids. Mm-hmm. Wow. But yeah, nobody really. Yeah, he's got kids. But yeah, nobody really knows where all of Bob Bradella's stuff went. That's so. Weird. I am so upset that he died after four years. Yeah, he spent less than four years in prison. That is not justice. I was no. so mad. I was so mad when Jeffrey Dahmer died. I was so mad. I was like. Yeah, but at least he got beat to death. Yeah. No, that is not okay. <laughs> I, no. No, that is absolutely okay. That is nothing compared to what he did to the victim. I know, like and I agree. Justice. No, I yeah. agree. I know. No, dying of a heart attack, that's a, that's a punk ass. That yeah. is a punk ass. 
Yeah. Oh, I know it's prison justice, but still, I don't think it's sick. Man, we that guy We could have um, probably, you know, like, researched or, like, I don't know, like, used them for something. Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. You could have gave us something, like, you know, like. Well, but people said the same us. thing about people said the same thing about Ted Bundy. Yeah. Like, why electrocute, why electrocute him? Why electrocute him? Yeah. You can learn from him. That's what I'm saying. You can learn from them because yeah. I mean, even though they lie about everything, because they do, they they're not going to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. They're going to lie, but you can kind of see through their lies. You can sometimes, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like you could like study them. You know, I don't think they should kill serial killers. I think they should be able to study them, like study subjects, like. Let's study this person yeah. and his habits, yeah. and Mm-mm. I think it's. I I waffle on that one. I, I change my mind every day about that. Like, yeah. I kill think, the bastard. See, yeah, I I just sound like you could study. Like and why, do, why keep them alive? You could just have them dead, and then they pick their just insect dissect their brain. Yeah, you do that too. And then well, they've dead. done that. Well, yeah. what if they what if they kept them alive for like I don't know. Six Ten weeks. years and then Six after weeks. that, <laughs> and then after, <laughs> and then after that, like then pick their brain, like you know, go through their brain, and I mean, actually pick their brain. Okay. Yeah, you still, like, you're still not feeling it, huh? Yeah, I mean, I guess I would be okay with that, but they don't, I don't have know to be though, because I mean, like they've kept serial killers around for decades. Yeah, and it really and, doesn't do much. Like Arthur Shawcross, like I mean, well, the Green River killer too. He killed like. Well, he killed two kids and 13 women in New wow. York. And they, I mean, he died in prison after like I mean, 30 years he was in prison. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's taxpayer dollars. I know. I mean. I and mean, he was actually pretty honest about his crimes. He wasn't like, you know, Son of Sam who yeah. freaking made up all sorts of stuff. Yeah, stories. Son of Sam was crazy. Mm-hmm. You he know? Was just, he was just a douche too. That was freaking good. Man. That was that guy. <laughs> and I actually think that he was worse than Ed Gein. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean he was worse than a lot of people out there. Yeah. But the I mean the details and stuff like that are usually like I mean they can be like some people don't really like want to talk about some of that stuff. Yeah. But yeah. I don't understand but, people like that. Like, why do you listen to true crime if you don't want to hear details? Well, yeah. mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense to me. I don't really, like, I try not to, like, gloss over details like that. Yeah. And then we just put it all up there. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, because he actually, you know, He is, I mean, yeah, and he's literally the worst killer in Kansas City history. I would say, say so, that's crazy. Yeah. That is, man, that guy was sick. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Because, so, like, Ed Gein, he, well, the two known victims, yeah, he Don't shot like them, and then, and then he basically mutilated. Not that that mm-hmm. makes it any better, but <laughs> they weren't tortured. It was, like, Yeah, they're fast, already dead. You know right. I mean? All those two, yeah. 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 And then the other people he dug up. Well, that yeah. we know of. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer was like, I'd say right up there. Yeah, Bob Verdella. Yeah, I mean, as far as like drilling holes in people's heads and putting yes. acid in there and trying to make sex slaves and stuff like that too. Like, Weird. I mean, he did some pretty messed up stuff. I can't believe that guy escaped, man. I that know. Is weird. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't say like whatever happened to him. He probably changed his name and he's probably gone now. Probably. I mean, wow. Uh, when they caught. Bordello, was his, were his, uh, I know his dad died, but was his mom still alive? I don't think so. Mm. Interesting. 
Oh, yeah, he had a mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he did. Oh, yes. He was a human being he was birthed by a woman. <laughs> but you know what? It's really weird that I would think that he would go after the mom's husband. Why? he didn't like him. Maybe he, he was annoyed. <laughs> he was annoyed. That's what, I, would, right. that's what I thought, you know. Or even the guy that did that to him. Right. Well, I mean, but that's probably why he was. That's probably why he went after guys in general. Yeah. Like he probably was, you know, like misplacing all that anger and hatred and things like that. Right. Towards guys who he could control. Right. You that know? annoyed him. Yeah. That's was probably, annoyed. Him. That's probably where yeah. it built up. Yeah, he was a bitch. Wow. Yeah, he was a bitch. Well, that was freaking awesome. That was a good case. Thank you. Thanks for doing our job for us this week. Yeah, no problem. It was wonderful. I took a week off. Yeah. It was so nice. I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. I know. We were hoping that you would do next week, too. I was on my prayers in advance. I could have split it into two parts. No, that was good. That was good. I don't think I could have took it. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Spelling everything out or saying what? (laughs) Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, the website. Yeah, the website. And Gmail. Mm -hmm. Email us if you wanna. Yep. And then you have your story for next week. Sure. Okay. Oh, we 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 might do something a little. I think we're gonna do something different next week. Yeah. Yeah. So so stay tuned. Stay tuned. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye.